What up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 206 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I spoke with Bob and Elliot from the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Bob and Elliot are two passionate travelers who, like me, are trying to inspire you to take that first step out into the world and take that trip, design that life that you've always desired. Bob and Elliot are actually similar to many of you who are listening right now in that they reside in the States. They plan on residing in the States. However, they really are passionate about traveling. They have started a podcast about traveling, and they do plan on monetizing this podcast as well and possibly you know, organizing trips for people in the future and leading trips in the future for people. So I really like this episode because we both talk about our motivation for starting this type of podcast and then the steps we're taking to make our own dreams come true within the podcast and how we foresee this playing out in the future. It was a great episode. These two guys are super cool doing some really nice stuff. So definitely check out their podcast, the Traveler's Blueprint Podcast. And if you're a first time listener and you like what I do and you like these episodes, please do me a solid, pull out that phone, hit subscribe, scroll down, give me a five star rating, as well as write a comment about how you like the podcast. The comments are huge for me. This really helps me within the algorithms that be and allow people to find me a lot better. So the comments are huge. The five-star ratings are great and the subscriptions are awesome. But just taking that moment, if you really appreciate what I do, just leave me a comment. It would mean the world to me and I'd be so grateful to you for that. So with that said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Bob and Elliot from the Traveler's Blueprint Podcast. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners... A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I'm joined by Bob and Elliot from the Traveler's Blueprint. Welcome, boys. How are you today? Good. Yeah, thank you for having us on today. Doing great. Yeah, it's fun and exciting. I was researching a little bit of uh, your website prior to jumping on the call, and it seems like we have a very similar sort of ethos like in how we're, how we're doing this, why we're doing this, the same kind of similar motivations. Can you, uh, why don't you talk us through like the inception of the Traveler's Blueprint? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so Elliot and I both are on similar paths. We actually met working for an engineering company. Elliot is a landscape architect and I'm an environmental scientist. So we work in a similar field, but then also found as we began to work together that we have a similar interest in just the world in general, traveling and culture and understanding just the way things work, the environment and And that sort of helped us form a friendship together. And as we continued our careers and got more settled down with houses and wives and, you know, planning for babies, we realized that we still wanted to travel or or learn about travel and the world as much as we possibly could. So by putting our heads together, we decided to create a travel podcast where we still get to fill that wanderlust by talking to people who still get to travel the world. And by doing that and by having these conversations, we get to learn and then we share them on the podcast so we can hopefully inspire others to learn because I'm sure there are other people out there in very similar situations who have the passion for travel, but it just wasn't in their, their cards. You know, they, they just, they just went on a different trajectory, I guess. So, so as we've grown this podcast, uh, we've, we've learned a ton and we've talked to incredible people and 
it's sort of there's really no uh i don't know there's we're, we're just kind of going with the flow at this point elliot uh here help me help me out now <laughs> No, you you pretty much nailed it, Bob. It's just a great way for us to continue to learn about travel. And we really enjoyed and kind of transitioned into learning about adventurers and ways that you can travel, whatever your situation in life is. Whether you do have young kids, whether you're over 50 and retired and still want to travel and be active while you travel. And just in general, trying to avoid being that tourist. Have you come across some interesting travel stories that you're like, wow, I would have never thought about that being one, a hindrance for you as a traveler or two, just like kind of blew your mind. We're like, I would have, that's incredible. Like I'm so inspired by your story. Too many. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now at this point in the podcast, so when we first started, we obviously, we didn't have a foundation. And so what we did is we started to reach out to friends and family members who have traveled the world or our expatriates or just have a good understanding of the planet or the environment or did something interesting along uh, in their travels. And as we gained traction and as, as we gained followers and more episodes, we started to reach out to people who we didn't know who people who, you know, just a few months prior, we would have had to read about in national geographic or watch, watch a documentary on or admire them through social media. They were then agreeing to come on our podcast and tell about their, tell us about their work. And at this point, we've had travel authors and people who work for organizations like Lonely Planet, like, you know, really legitimate uh, travel organizations. And, and by doing that, we're getting these incredible stories. You know, Elliot and I have talked to this guy, Eric Weinmayer, who went blind at 14 years old. And instead of uh, just, just admitting defeat, he went the opposite direction and he learned to hike uh, starting small and eventually hiked all the seven highest mountains in the world, including Mount Everest. Then he wasn't done. He learned to kayak. He kayaked the 277 miles of the Colorado River through the rapids, one of the most treacherous rivers in the world. And and by talking to people... I should say that was in a solo kayak. He was not in a tandem kayak. Right, right. He had a team with him with a radio piece and all this equipment, but he can say that he was one of the few people... There was one other person to kayak the Grand Canyon blind by himself. It's incredible. And so by talking to these people, they're, they're so inspiring. And we're not only learning about the environment of the Colorado River or, or you know, the, the geography of the United States, but we're learning about what inspires these people, how they learn, how they grow. And when you tie it all into one conversation, it's just, it's overwhelmingly positive And it just, it feeds us in a way that it's hard to describe because I can't imagine not doing this now, but yeah, the stories are endless. I mean, I I guess I shouldn't say endless. We have like 90 something episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, I will add to that and say, there's a lot we've learned that's opened our eyes to how different people perceive travel and how they think about travel because Bob and I and Chapin, you yourself, we're all white males from the United States. We have certain privileges when we travel that we don't have to worry necessarily about our safety when we go out at night. We don't have to worry about what we do and how we act in a club compared to women. And then in general, we've had guests on um, on airplane mode in particular is a, they're a gay couple that has traveled extensively throughout Southeast Asia. And they are actively aware of which countries they travel to and what their 
how socially acceptable being openly gay is. That's an interesting point you bring up. And I have touched upon it with other travelers, um, travelers of color, like um, Nubia and Francis from Chronicles Abroad, two beautiful black women traveling around the world, kind of chronicling their journey. And it came up in our conversation where they were, we were having it in Thailand. They're like, yeah, it's so awesome here. Like, I don't have to worry about the cops. And I was like, it struck me because I'm afraid of the police, but not in the same way that they are. Like, I'm never concerned a police is going to beat me to death, you know, drag me out of my car and beat me to death. Um, I'm afraid they're going to ruin my life, you know, for some unnecessary reason by like, giving me a ticket that I didn't deserve or something like that. But um, that really struck me and how she, Francis was describing, like, it's so rad here in Thailand. Like I can, I can scooter around and I'm never tripping on the cops. And I was like, wow, like what an interesting perspective to have that, you know, they, they live in fear, you know, when they're back here in the States and uh, go ahead, Bob. That's just to me that what you just said, that's one of the most significant things about travel is that, by traveling, you understand the world and you have this different, you know, this new appreciation of what the differences people have and that, you know, we are all human, but depending on your background and your culture, you have these incredibly different experiences and we aren't the center of the world. You know, the United States, white men, whatever it may be, whatever your cultural, whatever your demographic you want to pick upon, you know, there are people that it just, it just, it's so vastly different. And by talking to people of different backgrounds and cultures and origins and everything, you can piece together what it means to be a human population. And by doing that, you have a better understanding of, of the struggles uh, that people go through and in turn become a better human being and a more compassionate human being. And so I, I, I when I talk to people about travel who don't travel and I, try to explain to them what it means to me. It's hard for them to understand because everybody automatically goes to think of you, you know, a traveler is someone who goes and stands in front of the Eiffel Tower and takes a picture or goes to the Roman Coliseum and takes a picture or, you know, whatever it may be, these, these Instagram post flashy things that, that people tend to gravitate towards. But when you really understand it, it's, it's a very human experience. It's a very cultural experience and it's very deep and, and, I, I just could not encourage people enough to just try it. You know, I wish that in a perfect world, every single person, at least, you know, in the United States has the opportunity to just visit one different country in their whole life. Because I think it, I think it would change their lives and I lives. And I think it would, I think it would change the trajectory of, of the United States as far as, as far as our views on a lot of different things. So I, travel is amazing. And, 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 Part of the reason Elliot and I do the podcast is because we love it and because we want to teach people about it because we think it's it's for the best. That was actually going to be my next question. It seems like the podcast in many ways is just for you both as you're kind of going through your lives here in the States right now. You, got, you guys, I know, were nomads at one point. Um, when you were nomading around, were you making a living on the road or were you just nomading around as travelers? No, we were, were, able to- <laughs> we were just traveling for the sake of traveling. Um, my travels started primarily in college and I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a digital nomad as much as I wanted to be, but I had opportunities throughout my time at Penn state and I got to go to Costa Rica for a week. I got to spend six weeks in Tanzania doing a study abroad at a national park. And then I got to spend four months 
in Bonn, Germany, doing another study abroad where every weekend I basically got to travel to a different country. And that pretty much was the extent of my travels. And then once I graduated at Penn State, I ended up getting a job pretty much immediately. And since then, it's only been one to two week trips at a time. With the, sorry, go ahead, Bob. And I mean, I was just going to explain my, my travel situation. I, I was by no means really, I guess, a travel or digital nomad as you define it today. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to travel because of my job. But uh, most of my trips have just been essentially vacations for the most part, other than when I was traveling for work. So as much as I, I, would, I wanted to be a digital nomad, um, I never really made the full transition to becoming one. And now it's sort of a travel to me, although meaningful, is unfortunately uh, there are more vacations. <laughs> you know, it's obviously planned to the point of learning, but they're not. They're not these. I I don't get to enjoy slow travel, or I'm by no means a vagabond. Right, and then with the podcast now, are you guys connecting with your audience and the people who are listening to you and understanding like the inspiration that you're infusing into their lives. And you heard, have you heard from them and their stories and how you're affecting them and and what the podcast is doing, giving them value value wise. To be perfectly honest, it is very difficult to get interaction. We've had, we've had several people reach out to us, mostly friends and family that already knew us and thank us for doing some of the work we do. And especially just, saying, you know what, uh, we're actually surprised that you're still podcasting two years later. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like we're still at a point with the podcast where we are, you know, we Elliot and I have talked about this. We finally feel as though we've built the foundation for what this is going to grow into or what we hope to grow it into. And so we've, we've gotten to a point where the structure is in place. Uh, we get great guests. We get uh, good downloads and we can tell that we're on track to being something. Um, but right now we don't really have a whole lot of engagement. Whereas, you know, but we, we've struggled to get the engagement on social media. So we're still figuring it out. Neither, neither Elliot or myself are big fans of social media and using it as much as you have to for it to be incredibly effective we're just not good at it. And, you know, we both have full-time jobs and mortgages and houses to take care of. I have a daughter. Like, it's just really hard because to put in the effort for social media to turn uh, good engagement, you need to like dedicate eight hours a day. Like it needs to be a full-time job. And so that's, that's been a major, major road bump uh, for Elliot and I. As as far as anyone listening wants to help us out, we cannot (laughs) pay you. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but well, you know, it'll be an investment in your future. Yes. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's sort of where we are. And unfortunately we just don't have the time. And that's, that's uh, the biggest roadblock is just time in general. And, and uh, so right now, you know, we're figuring it out. Are you going to try to monetize your podcast? I saw you have a Patreon account, but like, are you aspiring to make this your full-time jobs as podcasters? Uh, Elliot loves his job. He's one of those weirdos that loves his job already. I do. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 has, he has a very cool job. Uh, Elliot, maybe you can explain that in a second. But um, I, I enjoy my job. But no, this is my passion. And I, I would, I'm 
I would love to turn this passion for travel into a, a career, into a, you know a, a full time job. Um, and so we're we're trying. I think we're making good progress given the circumstances, you know. And I think we will do it. I actually don't really have any doubt that we won't monetize eventually, but it's just the timeline. You know, if I was 22. And I had a lot more time to put into this. I think we'd do it much faster. So I accept that um, in my 30s with all of these different life situations. And so I need to take more time. But I think the goal, the end goal, the, the, the finish line is still the same. Elliot, you want to tell us what you do? Because I'm anxious to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so as Bob said, I am a landscape architect. And I've had an opportunity recently to join a real estate development company. We started it back almost the exact same month that Bob and I started the podcast. And I basically self, we as a company self-perform our own real estate development projects. So I work on, uh, while our team works on the acquisition of real estate, and then we look at designing it to improve it and either hold it or rent it or sell it. That's cool, man. It's a lot and of fun. Sounds like it. I mean, yeah, you sound passionate about it. Um, with the idea to possibly monetize extensively with your podcast, I mean, what kind of ways in which do you see yourself doing it? Like, obviously, sponsorships, Patreons, but do you see yourself like selling tours? So on your website, you have like affiliates, it looks like, um, products, more services. Mm -hmm. Can you talk us through how yeah. you do that? Yeah. So right now, we have a Patreon account, which is just for people that feel like they can support us with small amounts a month. Um, we have apparel merchandise that people can purchase and we get a small percentage. We use, try to use Amazon affiliate links. When our guests recommend products, they can purchase it if they go through our website. Uh, but I think ultimately down the road, if we really see where we want to be, it's going to be offering trips that Bob and I will lead with one of our either past guests or a new relationship. And we'll take a small group of people and have them join us for an eight to 14 day adventure. And I think that's really where this podcast will eventually lead us. Yeah. I, to, to follow up on that. So the sponsorship route is something that Elliot and I have explored in the past and we thought would be the best way to monetize. And the more thought I put into that, the less I like it, because I think once you get to a point where you have a contract with a company, you're, you're tied down to making sure you get the, the, you know, the right amount of downloads and the right amount of clicks. And I don't know, it puts, it seems to put unnecessary pressure on you to perform for somebody else. But if we were to develop things, uh, products, or, you know, tours, and that's what we're doing, uh, we're working for ourselves and we're promoting our own products to sell. And so I think that's the route that we've, we've, you know, in the beginning, we didn't really know much. And it was like, you know, if we're a podcast, we got to get sponsors. We got to get, you know, we got to be like Joe Rogan. The first five minutes is going to be all of our sponsors that are going to pay <laughs> us. And then we'll go right into the episode. And I'm realizing now, unless you're Joe Rogan, uh, you know, or, or a similar corporate type of podcast, that's, it's just harder to do. And it's a lot more pressure where now Emily and I are spending a lot of our energy in developing uh, travel eBooks, um, travel cheat sheets, travel uh, workbooks, 
that we can pair up with, you know, we offer a travel consulting service where I'll sit down with somebody and help them develop an itinerary, which I have a ton of experience doing because I, I traveled the United States so much and had to, for work and had to figure out how to enjoy my time there in addition to work. So what I would do is develop these very, very, very detailed, specific itineraries to be as efficient as I possibly can. Because again, I was on company time. So, so I had to finagle my way to visiting national parks or exploring cities. And I developed this really cool skill of creating these itineraries to like 15 minutes. It was, it's, it's kind of ridiculous and it can be very annoying to someone who doesn't enjoy traveling that way. (laughs) But, But, uh, so yeah, so it's it's we're going to go the product route. We're going to go. Uh, we want to help people again. We want to talk to people about travel. And we want to be involved with that. And if we can monetize that way, I think it'll be a more fulfilling way to monetize than just slapping a sponsor on the beginning of our podcast and, and calling it a day and cashing in. Yeah, of course. How was your wife going to feel about you going away for fourteen days uh, for the trip? <laughs> well, you know what she, I, both of our wives are, are cool with us traveling together as long as I don't, we can't do it too often. Um, <laughs> and I think we, we've you know we've gone on trips together, but uh, I think we would get to a point hopefully where we can develop, we can form relationships with people, and we have been in Peru, in Spain, in you know somewhere in Africa where we can send them where we're, we're comfortable with a relationship with someone abroad and we can get gather the group. They do it through us and they go meet our guide in, in Peru and they do the tour there and they come back and, you know, and and we can kind of coordinate it that way. And I think that's, we know companies that do that already. And uh, yeah, it seems like a really awesome gig. (laughs) We went in, you know, do you have anything to add to that Elliot? I mean, most of our, I, I want to say most, but we've had, as Bob said, many guests that have their own tour companies and either becoming something like that or pairing with them would be ideal. And as Bob said, the fact that I love my job doesn't make me necessarily want to quit it early, but I do like the idea of uh, retiring at 50 and just just supplementing <laughs> my income by traveling. Right. Oh yeah, it's definitely a goal of mine as well to try to make this a full-time thing. And recently I had quite a big hiccup, which I've talked extensively um, openly with my audience about and had a few audience members reach out and try to help me with. But you guys said you've been podcasting now two years mm-hmm. and um, that's a long time. Dude. That's, a, that's a huge commitment. Are you guys um, posting once a week or how's your schedule? Yep. We okay. release a, an episode once a week and th- every month, three of the episodes are with a guest. The first episode of every month is, we call it the Travel Bites episode, where we recap the previous month's news as it relates to travel. So they're usually 20-minute episodes. Then the following three will be one-hour episodes with with guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interestingly for me, I um, I do one, as w- one a week as well. I've been doing it for four and a half years, and I recently tried to monetize mine through this company called Red Circle, which kind of pairs you with sponsorships that or like-minded, similar, you know, brands or whatever. And um, when I uploaded my analytics, I found out that I didn't have any listeners. <laughs> I had like a hundred people listening, and I couldn't believe it. I, I've been using Squarespace as a platform for quite a while, and watching my analytics grow and grow and grow and grow. And I thought I was getting like fifty-five hundred downloads per episode, and it's just not the case. And so recently, I've just been trying to rework my whole approach to this, and really trying to connect with my audience, and really kind of define what I'm doing 
why I'm doing it and who I'm trying to connect with. And it's been a really interesting process and, and hearing your guys's goals and aspirations to do, you know, the monetization thing and, and the travel thing are, are so in line with mine, but um, I just, I'm trying to figure out a way to get there in, in the fastest way that I can without having the same mistake I made the last four and a half years of not really knowing that nobody was listening, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Something that I've found interesting by talking to these other travel entrepreneurs, whatever they do, blogging or whatever it is, some people focus on creating content that they think someone else will like or creating content that works for another travel entrepreneur that they're going to just try to mimic because they see it working for that person. Um, Obviously, we're not making money yet. So I don't want to say this is the way to do it, but the way that I feel Uh, is the right way to do it is to just focus on your content and creating the content that you would enjoy if someone else were making it and just being passionate about it, dedicating your time to it and, and just being consistent. And I think, I think that's the best way to monetize. So obviously you can't just dismiss the analytics, but they shouldn't be the priority. The priority should be the content and, you know, check the, check the analytics here and there. But if you're, if you just, you know, put, pour your passion into it, it that's all you can do, it, you know, and, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but the, you know, at least you tried as hard as you could. Whereas I just, I, I'm not a fan of these other travel bloggers that we've talked to. Elliot knows who I'm talking about right now and who, who, have, who, who just, they, they're chasing the trend and they're tracing, you know, what chasing, like, what, what do people want? What do people want? What are people looking at right now? You know, what's the Google search? Let me make something for that. And it's just not, it doesn't come off as authentic and it doesn't come off. It doesn't translate to good content because it's quick. It's like a, it's like, you know, a McDonald's version of a hamburger when you can go get something gourmet that someone crafted and put a lot of time into. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting, yeah. There's a lot of point of points of view about it. And I think for me, I want to stay authentic, just like you said, keep it real with my audience. But I really feel like I have to kind of start understanding more of why they're showing up and delivering more of those types of con- like content, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. I, go ahead. The, the thing that we've been finding is to really try to define your listener, try to define the person and just make like a profile of their interests, what they do, their age, whatever, and really... Once you've defined that, then it'll be easier for your guests that you're trying to choose to fit that, uh, I guess, profile and description. And Bob said it right. Like, I'm doing this. We're doing this because we want to have fun. We already make money. We already have money to supplement everything that we do on a regular basis. And we're not trying to force this into a monetization. If that happens and when that happens it'll be great, but it's not, it's not something that we are burning ourselves out over because we want to make this enjoyable and sustainable. And I yeah, think that's what you, I like about you guys. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and I, I think when you look at the people who have made it, that's what they say. That seems to be a reoccurring theme. And, you know, if you look at Joe Rogan, who is like, you know, the podcast godfather, you know, or whatever he is, he was doing it, you know, a decade ago, just talking about random things with his buddies. And, and it just caught on and it snowballs. And so the snowball effect is what we're hoping to achieve. We're not trying to just, you know, snap our fingers and have a snowman. You gotta, you gotta roll the ball a little bit. And so that's, 
that's sort of what I see with, you know, Gary Vee is another one. Most people, if you're listening to this and you're trying to be some sort of digital entrepreneur in any way, I'm sure you know who Gary Vee is. And, you know, he talks about the grind he put in over decades. And so, but he was passionate. And so that's like, that's what you have to do. Just focus on creating your content and just blasting it out there because as different as we are, as diverse as we are, there's a lot of people who have very similar interests to you and you don't even know them and you don't, you don't know where they are in the world. But I guarantee you there is a huge chunk of the population that has similar thoughts, similar aspirations and similar interests to you. And they will be your followers. Those will be your target demographic because you connect with them and it's authentic and you can grow and build on it. Yeah, that's great advice, Bob. I think you just nailed it with, you know, start with intention. Well, first start. Do something yes. that you're passionate about, you know, you're going to stick with and delivering a consistent, you know, piece of great content. And then, yeah, trying to really understand the audience and the avatar and, and creating more content towards them. And if you're doing it because you love it, like you're getting fulfillment through that. And then hopefully, you know, with time, that small percentage of the population who likes what you do will catch on. Right. Well, think about it. I mean, you're, if you're trying to create money or, or, you know, you're trying to monetize your hobby, if you don't love it, you just digging yourself into a hole of misery like you need to love it like why would you try to build an empire around something you don't enjoy so number one rule number one make sure it's something that you enjoy doing and that will that will help you win half the battle of of working on it being consistent doing it dedicating your time and you know it's it's, that's number one you got to love it you got to be you got to be very uh ambitious with with your what you enjoy doing yeah, and true to yourself, because if you, right. the whole reason we are doing this on the side is because it is a passion. If we wanted to do something we didn't like, we'd just stay with our regular jobs. <laughs> well, except for you. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys calling in from right now? I'm in, I'm in New Jersey. I'm right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. I'm in yeah. Harrisburg. Well, actually right outside of Hershey, PA. Okay. So yeah, you guys are in different states. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. And then when you guys do travel, like, are you always trying to do it together or do you take trips solo or obviously you're going to take your families occasionally? Yeah, we have, (laughs) we have a, uh, I mean, pending whatever happens with this pandemic, we had a standing two year timeline where every odd year, uh, Bob, myself, and one of our other friends, Brian would go on a guy's trip somewhere in the world and it started last year in april when we did a an eight-day trip in peru and most of the other time i mean we at least bob and i both try to take at least one to two trips with our immediate family and then maybe one other trip with friends and family yeah yeah how how do you guys travel sorry i'll interrupt you bob but like are you guys when it comes to travel buddies like are you on the same page like with everything or you guys land and go separate ways? <laughs> well, our interests are very close. I, I mean the same, we have the same interests as far as architecture and culture and food uh, and, and being fit and active and just enjoying our time. Like we are, our, core values and interests when it comes to travel are almost identical, really. Mm-hmm. How we do it, how we do it is slightly different. I'm a yeah. huge planner. I want to know what I'm doing every day from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. I want to see it on paper. <laughs> yes. I just, I, I, it, it just gives me peace of mind. I like to know, whereas Elliot is more of a, uh, you know, you just kind of go with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know once I get there, 
it's the appreciation of being there. Like mo- my, the most important things to me, as Bob said, are going to be being active, hiking, going, doing some kind of outdoor activity and enjoying the food, enjoying the culture, enjoying the drinks. And uh, honestly, my wife and I love going to a new place and trying to find a really fun bar, meeting new people or going to a club and just enjoying the dancing. I love it. You're a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of music are you like dancing to? Anything? Ah, I, so my aunt and uncle just recently got us into Deep House. Your and aunt and uncle got you to Deep isn't House. Isn't that wild? Music. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're like pretty techno? cool. Is that the techno stuff? Like house music? Yeah. 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 It's kind of chill house music that's got a nice bass drop and it's very, it's very long. So but it's, it's fun. It's but not other like than choreographed dancing. dancing. It's not like you're going no. to salsa classes. You're going to just go. Move I've seen body salsa on the dance in Peru. <laughs> yeah, but that was, well, I guess that was, they were teaching salsa in Peru. And my wife and I have taken salsa and tango and um, ballroom dance lessons together, which is really fun. But we also just like freestyle dancing. Are either of you proficient in languages? I am fairly proficient in Spanish. And a little bit in German, but that's it. I'm trying to learn Italian. I took a pause. I, I was trying to learn it. Uh, I had a trip planned for this September. Uh, that's since been canceled. And I was trying to learn Italian for that, but I struggle uh, with learning a language. I just, it's a time thing. More yeah. than anything else, the, 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 the ambition is there. I really want to learn a language, but it's just one of those things that when I break down my 24 hours in the day, it ends up getting cut out. Um, I'm going to ask you individually now. So Bob, if you could fly out tomorrow, anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm. Um, is, am I, am I alone or with my family or with Elliot? By yourself. By myself. If I can fly out to anywhere on the world by myself, where would it be? You know, uh, I would go to Petra Jordan. Great answer, dude. Yeah. That's, that's on my list too. It's like eat, Egypt, not Egypt, sorry, um, Ethiopia or Jordan. Yeah. Right there, or Lebanon. How about yeah. you, Elliot? Well, I had a little bit of time to think about it and I still don't know. Uh, I would say Zanzibar. Another great answer. I've always yeah. wanted to go there as well. There's some waves there. Yeah. Not a surf. Well, on my wife and I's honeymoon, we did learn to surf our last day, but I'm not good. Okay. Um, if you could talk to one person, Elliot, who's listening right now and inspire them to maybe take that first trip out in the world, what would you say? I would say it will change your life. And if you are a person that has high anxiety, traveling will at least reduce it a little bit because you'll see that your problems, your issues are so much smaller than they actually are. And it'll give you bountiful perspective on life and it'll just make your life that much easier and little issues that pop up throughout the day throughout the week you'll just shrug them off that's why that's why i love to travel i i would tell that person to uh feed their curiosity and even if they're sitting and they're they might not they might think they might not have any sort of curiosity to see the world uh, I think they just haven't discovered it yet. There's just something incredibly beautiful about 
experiencing something new for the first time. And I think travel is one of the best ways to do that because you, you can go to, to a new country and experience, you know, everything from the moment you step off of an airplane in a new country, you begin to be, you know, overwhelmed with new experiences, whether it's the signs that are hanging above the airport in a different language, or the second you walk out onto the streets and the traffic pattern is different, uh, or, you know, this delay out of the city is unlike anything in the United States. People have different family values, whatever it is like these, it's incredibly stimulating and, and the experience is overwhelming. And I think you can just learn something so valuable to take with you the rest of your life. And even if you don't realize you're, you're taking those experiences with you, I think they end up shaping who you are as a person for the better. I, I don't think that there's, I don't even, this isn't my quote, but I think it was actually one of the girls from on airplane mode. She said to me, or she said to us, Elliot, uh, I don't think anybody's ever traveled and came back a less, a, a more closed minded person yeah. <laughs> than when they went. And, yep. And that that's profound. I mean, it's it's so it's so important. And so figure it out. Uh, save your money, manage your time. Um, there's countries that are incredibly cheap to go to, and if you're living in the United States, especially, almost every other country is cheaper than our country. <laughs> so so you, you know, save the money, get the airfare, do your research, and get a cheap flight, and just go go somewhere, and and your life will be changed for the better. That's beautifully said, boys. I appreciate your time. The Traveler's Blueprint. Bob, Elliot, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Thank you. you. Awesome, Bob. Awesome, Elliot. Thank you so much for joining me. It was so fun trading stories about our motivations for starting a podcast, the trials and tribulations we're going through as we continue to grow our podcast, and the ultimate goal of making this podcast an inspiration to all motivating people to take that first step out into the unknown and take that first trip and just get out there and explore. Check out the world. As it was noted throughout the episode, it will change your life. That is a guarantee. So thank you again, boys. I do appreciate you. Check them out, please, at the Traveler's Blueprint Podcast. And again, if you like what you heard, Bob, Elliot, and I would appreciate if you shared this with a friend. And I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, would appreciate it if you pulled out that phone, hit subscribe, scrolled down, gave me a five-star rating, as well as just left me a nice comment about what you liked about Misfits and Rejects. Those few steps are huge to me and really help me out in just being found a lot easier within the algorithms that be when people search podcasts like mine. So thank you so much for your time. I think you all are so very beautiful and I'll see you in next week's episode, Monday morning, 9am. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspire you to think about your life situation, where you're at and possibly make a big decision to Choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new. To live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.